Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. It's another luxurious episode of Why Won't You Date Me? A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single. Even though if you don't wash your balls, I'll put them in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Ugh. <laughs> Ooh, that's called desperation. Uh, my guest today, he's the co-host of Punch Up the Jam and a writer on... The Late Late Show with uh, Mr. James Corden. <laughs> you better believe we got Demi if you eBay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. If you eBay. How do I say it? A did you eBay. <laughs> Honestly, I might change it to if you eBay. That's so nice. A did you eBay. Yeah. Oh, Demi, a did you eBay. Yeah. You said that like, oh, oh, it's easy. <laughs> I just knew I had to get to the end, which was eBay. I was so worried when you, the way you said Corden, I was like, oh, you're going to mess up all of the last names. Wait, I didn't say his last name Well, you said Mr. James Corden. You you started as if you're like, I don't know if that's correct. And I was like, oh, okay. It's going to be a challenge. I'm very bad at names. Easy ones. Easy ones I'll fuck up. Yeah. Someone will be like, my name is James Smith. And I'll be like, all right, on tonight's episode, we got James Tiff. (laughs) <laughs> I just, I'm bad at it. I had to do this uh, 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 TCA thing. It's like the Television Critics Association for Netflix. Yeah. Where I had to introduce the cast of One Day at a Time, mm. which is mostly Spanish descent names uh, that are long with letters that I'm not used to being together. Yeah. And I butchered 
everybody's name. <laughs> I feel like even when I'm confident that I know someone's name, I will avoid saying it just because I'm like, I will get it wrong. You are absolutely right. Yeah. When I have someone entering a friend conversation, I will not introduce anybody. I wait for them to introduce themselves. That's and then smart. I go, oh, dang, I'm rude. But it's not that I'm rude. It's a ploy because I move. might forget your name in the moment. Yeah, I love pulling a hey, man, and just not, mm-hmm. yeah, never saying their name. I try to always say, nice to see you again. If I, if the person has a smile on their face that indicates that we have met before. Mm. But sometimes I say that to perfect strangers and they go, we've never met. And I go, Yeah, you've got a face that I remember. <laughs> the other day I went to an escape room with some friends. and White people? Some of them, yes. <laughs> because of escape rooms, that was, uh-huh. that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I, and they introduced me to someone and I was like, I can't tell if I've met this guy before. Mm-hmm. And I just said, hey, good to see you. And it became clear that I had not met him. Mm-hmm. But good to see you, I feel like, is enough of a, it's like, could have been good to see you for the first time. Yes, or the second. Yeah. Or the third. Or never. Yes. Demi. Hi. Are you single? I'm not. You're dating someone. I am dating someone. A man? A woman? A woman. Where did you meet her? Uh, we met on Twitter, funny enough. Twitter? Yeah. Did you slide into her DM, she slid into yours, or was it an open communication for all to see? It was, funny enough, it's a little of all three of those. Oh. So... It is so. I first met this woman uh, five years ago on okay. Twitter, and we had been friends for ages. And I just thought she was so cool, and was just like a huge fan of hers. And then three years ago, she came to LA for the first time, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, uh, you're in LA. Let's get a drink." And I was just so nervous and like so dumb, and just being like, "Ah, oh, well, I'm just gonna going into this being like, I'm meeting a friend. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun." And then we got a drink, and I thought she was so cool, and I thought, oh, I really blew that. I fucked that up. And so I walked away being like, ah, okay, well, she'll never talk to me again. But then, like, we kept talking every so often. Mm -hmm. And then this past Thanksgiving, there was a crazy thing going around on Twitter. Uh, This woman, Nicole Cliff, started a thread. Not yet. Different Nicole. Okay, Uh, not me. (laughs) She had started, like, a Twitter thread talking. She she does a lot of things where she'll tweet out, like, crazy questions that people wouldn't usually answer in public. Okay. And she did one where she was like, if of the people that you follow and that follow you back, if you could date any one of them and you weren't in a relationship, who would it be? Uh-huh. And everyone was like, why would I ever answer this question publicly? <laughs> and she tweeted out something being like, that thread going around is a nightmare because all of my crushes live like oceans away from me. And I responded saying like, that's very funny because if I had the balls, you would have been the first person I tagged. And then she slid into my DMs to be like, hey, I've had a long-standing crush on you. And then we just, like, started talking back and forth and got very excited. And then uh, she told me that, like, when we met up in L.A., she was like, yeah, I'm going to meet this friend. And then when she left, she was like, wait, I actually really, I felt like that was a great time. And she kept thinking about it. And so we text each other about things that we were, like, just watching for at different points in time. And, like, she got into BoJack Horseman kind of just so she could talk with me about something. And I, like, kept asking her for PDFs of things that she was working on and, then, like, over Thanksgiving, she was like, what if I come and visit you? And then she did, and so we started dating. And she still doesn't live here? Yeah, she lives in New Zealand. Oh! Yep. Wow! Yeah. That's very long distance. It's the longest distance. And so you guys started dating in November. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Our Thanksgiving. Yes. Do they have a Thanksgiving? They don't, which mm. is why I was sort of, like, 
convenient for her to visit, I guess, mm-hmm. because it wasn't a thing that she had prior obligations for. Mm, fair. Yeah. Uh, do either of you have plans to like live on the same yes. coast? Yeah. Uh, we've talked about it, and she will probably be moving here in September. So that's wow. nice. Yeah. And I'm going to go out and see her and like live with her for a while in July. Wow. I think. Yeah. What a real fucking fairy tale. <laughs> How nice for you. Uh, Is this your first long distance relationship? No, that's the other crazy thing. It's my second long distance relationship of like three serious relationships in my life, period. Where so was it's that just, person? Australia? Uh, might as well have been Utah. <laughs> Oh, you the Australia of America. Truly. Yeah. Um, was she Mormon? Uh, her family was Mormon, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And how long did that relationship last? Just under a year. And were you long distance the whole time? Mm-hmm. What do you think is helpful for people in long distance relationships to do? I I don't I think it depends on the distance and the I think one thing that's helpful for us is having like a, a like a finite point at which it's like hey here's what we're working towards of Mm -hmm. like okay well we know that we won't have to worry about the distance thing at this point yes or like having some sort of plan for knowing when we're going to see each other next or having a thing that you can do long distance like Mm -hmm. i don't know with with my first long distance relationship we would occasionally like watch movies at the same time and like text each other through them which was fun but also very stressful because it's like the timing of it I was always like well this will fuck up at some point uh huh yeah and then this relationship it's just like knowing how much is the proper amount to communicate long mm-hmm. distance and like I don't know just figuring out how to make it so that you every time you see each other you don't feel like you have to fit like so much stuff into that time cause I feel like every time I saw uh, my partner in that first relationship it was a lot of like oh, well, I'm only here for a weekend. We got to do all of this stuff. And this Uh time, because I knew that that was so stressful, I was just like, I just want to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot less stressful and nice. So I've never been in a long distance relationship because, uh, spoiler, I've never been in a real relationship. Uh, The only long distance thing I've ever been is a best friendship. Yeah. Uh, My best friend lived in New York where I was in L.A. So we just... It was hard to, like, make phone time. Yeah. Because, like, we're in different time zones. I mean, it's only three hours apart, but, like, 12 here is 3 a.m. there, and, you know, we have jobs and shit. But, uh, yeah, like, communication, I think, is a real key thing to keeping something alive. I feel like it's even harder with a friendship because you can kind of, like, not talk for a while and still have it be like, yeah, we're still friends. But with relationships, it feels like you really have to, like, keep a certain... Oh, this friendship is sick. Yeah. It's my best friends this year. Like, we have a very (laughs) sick relationship where we love each other and it's codependent. Oh, I've listened to a lot of this podcast. I know all about you and Sashir. I love it. (laughs) Well, we're starting a podcast together and it's wild. I can't wait. It's uh, not on HeadGum. Oopsies. Uh, (laughs) You didn't have to say that. (laughs) Uh, I'm cheating on HeadGum. Oh, no. (laughs) So wait, you've only had three major relationships in your life. Yes. Yeah. Two were long distance. One was someone that was was local? Yeah, in L.A. Okay. Yeah. When? How old were you when you had your first relationship? I was 20... Oh, God, I should remember this way better than I do. It's okay. I want to say 22. Okay. Yeah. How long did that last? That was the one that was under a year. Oh, yes. Sorry. 
It's hard to remember all this stuff. I know. There's a lot of numbers going around. Too many numbers. Three, one. Well, you're confusing yourself more. Let's get rid of all the numbers and just okay. remember 22. 22. Why? Oh, that was, <laughs> that was the issue. I made it way more confusing. I'm Oof. sorry. No, no. I get it. It's fine. Um, let's see. So have you have you been on the apps at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Unfortunately, yes. Which ones were you on? I was on Tinder and I was on Bumble both okay. for a while. Bumble is how I met the person that I was dating in L.A. for a while. Okay. And Tinder is just like a nightmare mm-hmm. for everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've legit met no good people from Tinder. I I feel like that's almost a universal experience to which I'm like, why are we all still on it? I think it's because you're like, well, if I close that door, no one can walk through that door. Yeah. And I'm a house with a lot of doors. And any way someone gets in is a good way. I think that's a, a an apt way to put it. Yeah. I don't have good luck on Bumble mm. because I will message men and then they let the time expire. I was going to say, is it harder on Bumble to be the person who has to send the message? A little bit because I feel like men are all about numbers. Like, ne- like I feel like dudes are always like, huh, yeah, t- fucking online dating, bro. It's a fucking numbers game. That is you exactly just, what I would do. You just got to keep swiping yes and then like some fucking hot chick's going to walk into your life and suck your dick forever. I, I said that exact thing in that exact voice. <laughs> did you close one eye when you did it? Yep. Yeah, that Every helps time, the bro. voice get pushed out. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. I've just I'm not having a great time on the apps. When you're on Bumble, do you have like a go-to message that you send guys or is it always something different? Um, I try to keep it spicy, keep it different, keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, I can read to you some things oh, I have please. sent gentlemen. Well, this is the most recent conversation I've had with somebody. I'll read the whole thing to you because It's not going anywhere. So he had a picture of him with a dog in a backpack. Yeah. So I said, you always got a dog in a backpack? He said, only if they fit. She's a big girl now. (laughs) So I said, she cute, not as cute as me, but very cute. What's her name? Then he said, LOL. Facts. Her name's, I won't say it. She says, hey. I said, tell her I said, woof, woof, bitch. I'm being really funny. Yeah, this guy's giving you nothing. <laughs> yes, and then he said, I got you. She just said, rough, rough, and gave me a weird look. I said, ha ha, even though it wasn't funny. This is crazy because it feels like for him to respond at all seems like he's interested, but for him to give you nothing, it's like he has never been on this app before or any app. Yes, and a lot of men give you absolutely nothing. I've had very few men like, have actual conversations with me and, like, ask me something. Yeah. Like, the lamest thing is, like, how was your weekend? But usually I will tell them exactly what I did all weekend and be like, how was yours? And then sometimes they'll be like, good. And I'm like, well, that's the end of that. Right. But here's more of this thrilling conversation. Please. What you up to this weekend? I said, okay, well, today I had a doggy play date with my friend I haven't seen in a minute, then tomorrow brunch and a dinner with a friend, and then Sunday, I don't know yet, you. He said, love a good play date. This dog could use more. She loves to go hiking. Uh, My weekend hopefully will be chill yet productive. No specifics. So then I said, I saw Spider-Man, that Spider-Man movie last night with after a bottle of wine. Very good. Very funny. 
And then he was like, yeah, good movie. A bottle of wine usually makes um, any movie better. I was like, yeah, wine makes everything better. And then he goes, you make everything better. And I said, you don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) This guy feels like he's texting a coworker, just being like, I have to update you on everything. He's not giving you shit. This is, Well, here we get to the fun part. He said, I mean, I think you know a little, laughing my ass off. Pretty sure you've made me laugh before. I said, oh, yeah. He's like, all my gay friends love you. And I said, yes, gay men love me. And he's like, everybody does. And that's it. That's where we've left off. That okay, Yeah, that very much feels like he just wanted to be like, oh, I'm in a conversation with Nicole. Yes, which sucks. And then you better believe Kyle let our connection expire. Tyler let our connection expire. Ash let our connection expire. Alex let our connection expire. Abel, with a dumb name, is lucky I swiped yes on him. fucking weekend, isn't it? He let it expire. And then... Ugh. I feel like when you're a guy on Bumble, letting a connection expire is like a just a crazy thing to do, but also just like almost a rude move for you to like... Like it's if someone messages you, it's like it's so much of a hump for them to mm-hmm. do that on any dating app that for you to be a guy who is like... You've been given the first step off and for you to still be like, I'm not going to do this is I- pure laziness. I just don't understand if you're on an app where women get to talk to you first, like, why not just be selective? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It seems like you're still being fucking greedy. Although, I'm going to read you this man's profile because it's wild. Okay. 5'10", 165 pounds. I'm a doctor and a baller. Not a player. Ivy League graduate looking for intelligence and beauty. Also looking for a rock climbing partner, surfing buddy, or golf partner. I've been on almost 30 flights this year. Is this the same guy who was sending you all those no, things? No, no, okay. this is a brand new man that I found who's a piece of trash. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem very fun. 30 flights? Why would you write that? Who cares? I don't know. Who shit how much you've been on a plane? Like, 30 flights. Also, where? Also, were they connecting, bitch? Oof. Yeah, are you a like, cheap ass who had to buy, like... Yeah. Did you have to connect in fucking uh, Atlanta? <laughs> 30 flights as a thing to brag about is, like, that guy's got nothing else for him to mention. I mean... To even start with, I'm 5'10", and then go into, oh, I'm a doctor, and then a player. It's like, all right, I've run out of things three sentences in. Yeah, I mean, I just... I think best case scenario is, like, I guess I just, like, I don't know, hit someone with my car. Yeah. And then, like, we exchange our information and we fall in love. Yeah, that's how you do it. You you want to meet cute. I'm out here driving crazy. I think you got to... Do that. I think you got to set up some traps for people who accidentally hurt themselves in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you got to, you got to, you have a dog. Start yes, walking that too. dog. Let them loose someplace. Let a handsome man catch that dog. And then. My dogs would never come back. Okay. Well, They're then, bad dogs. Never mind. Don't do they that. They would uh, run. I mean, the little one would eat a coyote. All right. He's What a about a very long leash that a man can get tangled in? Or a woman can get tangled in. Okay. And then you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's Charlie. He's such a little rascal. And it's like, oh, that's funny. My name's Charlie. And then I go, I can't wait to fuck a man with the same name as my dog. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I go, oh, Charlie. And then he's like, and I'm like, not you. I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a great story that you tell as a toast on your wedding. Yeah, I'm like, guys, you'll never get this. My new boyfriend, uh, his name's the same name as my dog. And when I come, I yell Charlie, and they both come. (laughs) He comes, and then my dog goes, is a treat here for me? The treat is the come. Have you ever cheated on someone? I have not. Have you ever been cheated on? 
I, not to my knowledge, no. How do you like a blowjob? Wet or dry? <laughs> Are you running through a list of, like, choice options? Uh, hmm. I probably wet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you like sandals or closed-toed shoes? Closed-toed shoes. I do not like feet. Shorts or capris? Ooh, for me or for a person that I'm romantically interested in? In general. Okay, shorts. Hat or free balling? Oof. Well, I'm wearing I'm wearing a hat, so it seems like a lie for me to say free balling, but free balling. Okay, watch or no watch? Again, I'm wearing a watch. I mm. feel like you're just looking at things on me and being like, uh, just do you like this or do you not like this? Teeth or no teeth? Uh, I'm going to go with teeth all the way. I assume you're talking oh, about gross. a blowjob. Like blow I like a, a wet, toothy blowjob. I just like the textures. I want it to feel like when you put your hand in a box and then someone's like, guess what's in there? But with my penis. I've never liked those. The boxes or the teethy blowjobs? The toothy blowjobs. Whenever someone's chewing on my clit, I get sad. Well, no, yeah. uh, the box. When yeah. someone is like, put your hand in the box. Because I feel like it's always like wet noodles. It's always something dumb or something that they want you to be like, ew, isn't that freaky? And you're like, no, it's just rubber. I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck. It's like slightly misted rubber. Yeah. It's, have, I know you've never been on a, in like a real relationship. But sure have haven't. you been in any scenario where someone would have done something that you consider being cheated on? No, because, like, we were never exclusive. And then when we were exclusive, that wasn't a real thing either. Okay. So, yeah, I've never been cheated on. Do you think that you would ever... Actually, that's not a great... I was going to say, do you think that you would ever cheat on someone, but... Yes. Okay. No, I don't (laughs) think I would. I love talking so much, so I think I would call them up and be like, listen, uh, I don't know. I think I would talk to someone before I actually, like, did. Yeah. That's smart. Also, like, I don't, I don't know how I would ever cheat on somebody. What do you mean? I don't know how I would ever cheat on somebody. Oh, because you've never been in a position to do it. Well, no, because, like, what, on the road? I'm not fucking any of these people on the road. I have yet to meet anyone on the road. Which, to me, is crazy that you aren't, I feel like that's just when you do it. Well, I'm a woman. I know, but, like, you go out on the road, you're on Tinder, and you're like, look, I'm a fucking famous comedian. Someone wants to get their dick wet. Well, a lot of people think I'm catfishing. Ah. Like, I went to a show. (laughs) Went to a show. I was performing a show. Uh, I can't remember where. Maybe it was Kansas City. And I was doing a bit where I was like, is anyone here on Tinder? And this lady shouted. She was like, someone's catfishing you here. And I was like, what? And she's like, I was swiping and I saw you. Someone's catfishing you here. And I was oh like, bitch, I'm here. <laughs> you what? dusty idiot. Every time I I'm listen here. to this podcast and you talk about being on the road or doing a show, someone inevitably inevitably yells. <laughs> Why is this like a thing that your audiences are drawn to? I don't know. We have to take a break. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton 
Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. March into spring with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered, one-gig internet for $59.99 per month, plus a $150 gift card and price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with a free modem, free installation, and free Wi-Fi your way home. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and manage user access for all connected devices with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires May 6, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com.
And we're back. That was such a long break. I know. Those ad reads are too dang long. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My therapist seems to think I have an openness to me. I don't know. People love yelling at me. It's yeah. a thing that happens. <laughs> you have a, an openness that draws you into being yelled at at your own shows. Yeah. That's and unfortunate. Then, uh, sometimes it's people's like first shows. I don't know. Here's a question. Yes. Do you ever think, do you think you've ever been in love? No, I think I've been infatuated with somebody. Hmm. I how think do you, I've lusted after people, but I how do you think that you love. would know when you found the difference? Um, people keep saying that love is easy. Hmm, that seems like a not true thing. I mean, love like a relationship is work, but loving someone is easy. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I am very quick to fall in love with someone mm-hmm. but I also it's like yeah maintaining the relationship aspect is always the hardest part mm-hmm. so I guess that makes sense I've been infatuated and I mean I've only been invested in one person mm. where I was like Name oh I them. genuinely like this person and I'm invested into where this is gonna go yeah uh but I've never like I've never like truly been in love sure <laughs> there was this one dude I dated for a little bit where it ended and I was like, why? Why? I was fucking perfect. Why? Mm. And he's on episode something. It was with this guy named Nick. I had him on because I truly was like, what, why? Tennis guy? Why? Yes. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm very interesting. I'm fucking great. I have had that feeling before and it's the worst thing in the world to realize that sometimes there's nothing wrong. They just either aren't into it yeah. or just don't want a relationship. There's nothing. It's... It, I feel like to this day, there are things where it's like, even though I've kind of let go of this person, I just all the time I'm like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You liked hooking up with me. Uh-huh. You liked me. What's missing? What's missing? And it's missing? just like, I don't, I don't know. And I've had a lot of men say that there was no spark, mm. that they got a friendship vibe from me. And I'm like, well, how, <laughs> how do I become unfriendly? Yeah, that's, I, I feel like, the like it's a universal experience that men often complain about where it's like they just wanted to be friends with me or whatever and that's like it's not as bad as it seems but also mm-hmm. i wonder what that's like for a woman cuz it is it more insulting to be like have a guy tell you that they're just like oh like you more as a friend yes because to me i mean it feels like reading between the lines it's like oh you don't find me sexy mm. you find me cuz like i don't think you find your friends sexy sure well, so i got sexy friends i mean i got some pretty sexy I friends i got some pretty hot friends you know? but i think in that aspect where they're like oh, i can't fuck you anymore uh, we're friends yeah. it's like oh so like i fucked you wrong or like you didn't find me sexually compatible with you even though i made you come and you had a good time mm. Uh, yeah, I just think when a dude is like, I got a friendship vibe from you, I'm like, oh, so you're like, I'm not sexy to you. And I know I'm like a goofy person and like, I'm not going to wear like nighties and I'm not like. Sometimes I think that's what it, like when it would happen to me, I would think the same thing of it being like, oh, I just was too much of myself. And a, Mm -hmm. a lot of that is just being goofy and not being like trying like I'm trying to impress this person even though mm-hmm. I was but also just trying to be like I things are fun I don't fucking know what to do <laughs> and it eventually becomes into like oh I like you you're so fun let's hang out more and mm-hmm. then it's like all right but do you want to date it's like oh no 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 which 
It's very confusing and very annoying. And I try to be, like, up front, like, I guess, like, three, I think it's, I think lately it's been, like, three dates in. I'll just be like, I like you. Just so it's out there. And then you can make the choice to say I like you back, which I think is, like, okay, that means we're, like, taking a step into, like, something maybe. Absolutely. Uh, But then I've, like, told dudes I'm, like, or people have been like, I like you. And I've, I've just heard a, oh, okay. And that's, I'm like, okay. Oh, it's no. that putting yourself out there thing that's so scary about it, though. Like, if you say I like you, you're sort of giving, like, they have to respond in uh-huh. some way. And I feel like that's why, in my head, I'm like, just don't do anything that forces them to meet you, like, uh-huh. in some place. Well, because it's very, you're, like, exposing a little bit of yourself. Yeah. And that's Flashing. really hard. Yeah. Being vulnerable is a... Unless you're Louis C.K. Oh, well, Louis C.K. loves to show a little bit of him to people. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing right now. He's... Ugh, I, I heard he's dating someone that I'm like, I, why is this person doing that? He's dating like a French woman or something like that, I think. Yes. Where she's like, a classy pond is different. I don't know. That was my French accent. In France, when you expose yourself, it is a sign of respect. Uh, in France, when you expose your dick, you say, yum yum, a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> you treat the penis like the Egyptian treats the cat. Yeah. I don't know what accent this is. It's Jamaican uh, now? Audubon. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. I have a question for you because I'm the interviewer now. Great. How often do you meet people in person that you try to pursue a relationship with? I try to go out with everybody who asks. Hmm. Do you ever turn people down or are you ever just like, I'm not into this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of people who, um, well, like I went through a phase where I was swiping yes on everybody. Mm. And, oh, there's this one man on Instagram who keeps DMing me his phone number, and then a picture of him in front of, uh, like, the Sony record label sign. Oh, wow. And just, like, hi, meet me, and then that picture, and then his phone number, and that is it. A man named Ralph, he keeps messaging me. He says, you're blunt, and then he'll send me, like, my pictures and be like, damn. This feels like it is a bet he's made with someone to be like, what's the least amount of effort you can put into getting a date? <laughs> he just sent you a photo that's like, this is kind of impressive uh-huh. and not something I could have taken on a trip. But also, he lives in Atlanta, and I'm like, is Sony in Atlanta? I don't think so. I, that's so weird. That, has anyone ever gotten a date off Instagram? Because I feel like every woman I know gets people sliding into their Instagram DMs from strangers, and it's like, do men uh, think that works? I feel like I know someone who might have, but I'm honestly not sure. Hmm. This man, James, we matched last year in March. He said, hey, looks like we matched. Want to get to know each other? And then he said, well, are you going to talk to me? So I said, probably not. He said, okay. Wait, is this on Twitter this is, or no, Tinder? No, sorry, this is on Tinder. Okay. And then he sent a smiley face with one of my pictures. And then in November, he said, looking good. And then this March, a full year later, <laughs> all I've said, I'm probably not going to talk to you. Yeah. I have a picture of myself doing a split, and he just wrote, limber. <laughs> Jesus. So he just made the transition to Instagram being like, all right, well, I'm going to figure this out. I guess, yeah. My girlfriend wrote a piece ages ago about how often men will just like respond, like constantly send messages without getting the responses and uh-huh. how it's like they'll be persistent for years and I I still don't understand the psychology behind it. 
Like, uh, because if you break a woman's spirit enough and she gets desperate enough, maybe she'll answer you and then you'll fall in love have and have some babies. ever gone out with someone after a series of unresponded to messages? No. Huh. What do you think is the most, like, the thing that you have been like, this is awful, why would you ever do this, but you've still gone out with that person? Um, I've never gone out with anyone. Oh, uh, well, there was this one guy who we matched. I was very upfront that I was like, I'm just into fucking. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And then was like sexting me. And I was like, hey, since we made a date tomorrow to have sex, we don't need to do this. And he was like, oh, okay. And then he like messaged me and was like, hey, I'm home earlier than I thought. And I was like, great, I'll be there in 30 minutes. And he was like, really? And I was like, yep. And then I got there and he's like, huh, this has never happened before. And I was like, okay, well, uh, whatever. Uh, and then he like tried sexting me the day after. And I was like, hey, I truly don't like to sext. Uh, we could fuck again if you yeah. like, but like, this is not what I'm into. And then he was like, got the message. I was like, all right. He may have unmatched me. I don't remember. What for? Was it, do you think it was for him? He was like, well, I kind of need the sexting part. Uh, maybe, but like. If you made it clear, then why would he even I do said that? it twice. Yeah. Also, we already fucked. So like, why do we need to sext? Here's a question that I literally, like the entire time that I was on Tinder, I never really got the hang of this. But at what point do you make it clear what you're looking for in a Tinder match? Um, if someone messages me and I find them vaguely attractive and I'm looking to fuck, I'll just say it. Yeah. But is it like, you'll say like the second message will be like, hey, do you want to fuck? Yeah. Let me find his conversation. I'll tell you exactly what I said. (laughs) Oh, wait, maybe he, oh no, here it is. He didn't unmatch me. Okay. Oh my God. So much back and forth. Okay, so happy Friday. How are you? Good, how are you? Doing great. Blah, blah, blah. My Friday's been chill. What are your weekend plans? So it took like eight back and forths before I was like, uh, I don't like sexting. If you want to fuck, let's fuck. Mm. So, yeah. Within like 10 minutes of our first conversation, I was like, let's just have sex. You gotta be upfront about it. Yes. I feel like I never got the hang of it. And then ages after I was off Tinder, someone was talking about it and just being like, I don't know, at some point you just go like, hey, so what are you looking for on Tinder? And I I feel like I'm so stupid when it comes to relationships that mm-hmm. that clicked in my head and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. But I I don't know. I, I think that even if I was ever single again, God forbid, I don't think that, I don't want to be. I feel like no, I'm just I get it. sticking a knife into you. I get it. I don't want to be either. I just, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm now thinking like, <sighs> do I have any single friends that I could set up Nicole with? No, it's fine. People promised me so much on this podcast and not one person has followed through. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard Matt Ingebretson's. He sure fucking did. And I've mm. seen him since. I said, where he at? And he was <laughs> like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, suck a dick. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. It's fine. But. People make lofty promises and cannot follow through. You're on a, a series of dates. Which one's the best one? Or the I, one that you were like, I like this I the like most. Hinge. Hinge is good. Okay. I've met up with the most people from Hinge, and they're the most civilized people so far. Why do you uh, think that Tinder, is? Huh? Why do you think that is? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, just a coincidence. I don't know. Uh, well, according to their stats, it's because people go on Hinge to settle down. Oh, okay. I think everyone's like... Not everyone's a little older. I don't know. I set my age range a little older. So What's maybe your age that. range? I think it's 28 to like whatever. 
Oh, just to like whatever the end is? Yeah, sure. I don't know. If you're 110 years old with a rock hard dick and a nice savings account, I'll That's fuck what you, you need. I'll fuck you and I'll marry you and I'll take all of your fucking money. And guess who's not getting any? Your kids. You should just set the age range for what you want the dick to be. Ah, you could be 110 as long as your dick is 25. Yeah. You want you want someone with a dick transplant. Yes, get a new dick. My age range on Tinder and Bumble was always just like two years before whatever I was to like 55. Mm-hmm. And I never I never thought I would match with anyone that was that age, but I still was just kind of like, oh, let's see. Yeah, maybe an old lady would take you away from all your sorrows. That would be great. I'm looking to get a sugar mama who will put me on a yacht and just... I mean... All I gotta do is give her her Valtrex in the morning. Her Valtrex? Who's I that? I picked an old... Or an old person-sounding medicine. What's the Valtrex? I don't even know. I think it's herpes medication. So What's actually, that? I'm gonna go with Ativan, which is... I also don't know what it does. What's it's that? not... This is... A, What's Valtrex? I believe it's a herpes medication. You were correct. I was correct. I know my herpes meds. Have you ever gotten a cold sore? Probably. Not in any, I don't remember if I have, but it seems like a thing that I would have gotten. Have you ever gotten a cold sore? We all have them. That's what, herpes or cold sores? Everybody has herpes. It's like HPV now. Yes, because uh, some strains are visible, some strains are not. Everybody has fucking herpes. It's time that we dig these... Destigmatize herpes. Everybody has it. Everybody has HPV. We're all nasty little sex monsters. This is a new bit you're testing before saying, so anyway, I, I got herpes. No, I, I don't have visible herpes, mm. but I'm sure I've been exposed <laughs> to it. Yeah. I've kissed a whole bunch of nasty ass people. Sure. And I'm just looking for one nasty ass person to kiss for a while. If you were to get married, what color tuxedo would you wear? Color tuxedo. Ooh, that's a great question because I wouldn't want it to be a black tuxedo, but Mm -hmm. I feel like it has to be, right? No? No? Mm -mm. I got a red tuxedo once when I got to go to the Emmys, and I thought it looked so good, but then I also was just like, everyone else is wearing black. I feel like a fucking asshole. No, no. I think if you got married in a nice burgundy Mm. tuxedo, that would be nice. Yeah. Then all your groomsmen can be in burgundy as well. If you got married, would you wear a white dress? If I got married, I absolutely would wear a white dress. Okay. I would wear the biggest dress I could fucking find. I can't wait to get married. I'm going to have a big, stupid wedding where all my male friends have to be in drag so my in-laws understand what the fuck they're stepping into. I love that. Which is a real fucking circus. Um, And then if he had uh, ladies on his side, I would want them to be in... Drag as well, drag yeah. kings. Uh, and then I don't really want like a ceremony or anything. Uh, just like a fun time where we're like, where we jump the broom, which is like an old black people thing. <laughs> and then uh, a party where there's an open bar and I get my dress real nasty and we have a good time. Yeah. I've honestly put more thought into my funeral than my wedding. Really? Mm-hmm. What would your funeral plans be? Well, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I have a will. It's all in my will uh, that I need to get notarized. But uh, I want to be buried in my favorite wig. Uh, I would like googly eyes placed over my eyes. Uh, I would like my sister to hit the casket when people came by so the googly eyes jiggle. 
Um, I would like to be in a lilac coffin with flames on it. Um, I would like to be in something slutty with sparkles. Yeah. I would like my friends to be wearing my clothes. So you I, want people to walk by and be like, damn, I wish I got to fuck her when she was alive. Well, we're getting there. Okay. So I gave Sashir the names and numbers of the men I want to come to my funeral to talk about my pussy. Ooh, that's great. <laughs> but only the good stuff. Keep it light, keep it fresh, I'm dead. Well, now I'm thinking you gotta do a thing where, like, someone puts you, like, under for a bit so that you can be anesthetized and just be at your own funeral and hear what people have to say about your pussy. Ah, but, like, when I wake up, people would be mad. I think so, but also think of all the good testimonials you'd have and that you could pass on to be like... If, hey. I don't know if I'd have any friends after faking my own death and attending my own funeral. Okay, maybe you should. I want to figure this out. Maybe you should only invite the people that you'd be okay to not have a solid friendship with afterwards. Okay. But people that you fucked before and who could attest to the power of your pussy. Okay. And then you gather all those testimonials. You put a lot of money into a commercial. Okay. That it's like, here's what people, critics can't stop talking about Nicole's pussy. And it's like, all these guys have been like, I'm so sad Nicole's gone, but that pussy was terrific. And but then, then when I'm alive, everyone's going to be like, you put so much money into this fake death in these commercials? Yeah, but someone's going to see that commercial and be like, whoa, she must have the greatest pussy of all time. I mean, That's I have how you a find podcast someone. where I scream about how great it is. I know, but it's coming from you. You need it to come from someone uh, else. Ah. Uh, yeah. I've always thought okay. that Tinder bios should be other people's recommendations. Huh. Yeah. Well, I've read Tinder bios like that where I'm like, ugh, that's fucking cheesy. It is cheesy, but I'm saying if there was a way to like actually make it for real where it's like, yeah, here's like a Yelp review of everyone this person's fucked. But then I get concerned that they're fucking people with enough time to write a Yelp review about them. Sure. You know... I'm not done with my funeral arrangements. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I did rudely interrupt you. Please continue, though. Uh, then I have uh, specific instructions for each of my dear friends what I need them to do with my ashes. Okay. So you are getting cremated after all of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, please don't put me in the ground like that. <laughs> I don't want that. No, I want to go on trips and stuff. Okay. Where to? Um, well, I haven't put anything specific, but... Everyone has something specific to our friendship. Mm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like my idea of what I want for a funeral is just for everyone to, like, I don't want sad people. Like, I don't want sadness. Uh-huh. I just want everyone to have fun and maybe play a bunch of videos that they can, like, of me that they can laugh at. Mm. I've always thought it would be very fun to just have a montage of me saying things like, I'm never going to die over the course of my entire life, and then play that at my funeral so people are just like, this is really fucking weird. Why did he do this? I think that's pretty funny. I love it. I think you should do it yourself. I might. And then just put it unlisted on YouTube and give someone the, like, just record yourself in different outfits, in different places, just yeah. screaming, I'm never going to die. Cut it all together. Put it unlisted on YouTube. And then each year add on to it. Mm. So, like, you're getting older as well. Yes. But it's always on the ready. I love that. Can we start that right here? I'm just going to, on the podcast, be like, just, okay. Uh -huh. I'm going to live forever. So a little bit of that video will just be blackness if you say I'm yeah. going to live forever. You'll It'll see be like, the sound wave. Why won't you date me podcast 2019? Yeah. I've always, I wanted to do a thing where it's like I set a video to auto post on Tumblr at mm -hmm. like September, like the day after my birthday or something. Mm -hmm. And then it's like every year that I don't die, I just change the date up to be one year. And then when I do die, I won't be there to change it. And it'll just post and it'll be like my video will. <laughs> and it'll just be, 
a compilation of me saying, I'm never going to die. I'm going to live forever. Honestly, I think that's very funny. I think more funerals should be funny. They should be bits. It's like, why? Why y'all cry? That person can't hear you. They're right. dead. Yeah, I don't. Don't save all of your nice things to say about me for when I'm d- dead. Say all the, I want my funeral mm-hmm. to be people shit talking me, being like, yo, honestly, now he's dead, we can say he sucked. <laughs> he was a piece of shit. So I can air my grievances here. He owed me thirteen dollars the all the entire time I knew him. Who do you owe thirteen dollars to? I don't yet, but they'll be there. Well, today, you know what you gotta do? Give you someone thirteen dollars. Go home and request thirteen dollars from someone on Venmo and never pay them back. Nicole, can I borrow thirteen bucks? Yeah, sure. What's your Venmo name? Uh, it is at Electrolemon, I believe. It is not actually. I don't know why. Oh, someone's gonna get thirteen dollars from listeners. Uh, if someone has the Venmo Electrolemon. Fuck. Send them $13. Damn it. And then tell them why. And then Electra Lemon, please screenshot all of that in the, uh, uh, you know, at me on Twitter, or at Nicole Byer. never tell them why. And then they just keep getting $13 from strangers. The ultimate Imagine scam. it becomes like a big news story that he's like, I amassed a million dollars on Venmo from anonymous people. That would be incredible. And I think it's under... Uh, X amount of dollars because it's individual donations, so I don't think you get taxed on it. Damn it. Because I don't think you're taxed on GoFundMes because it's small <sighs> increments that are being donated to a large sum. I think I could be wrong. If you are a lawyer, let me know. You can either email me at baconcansave at gmail.com or just tweet at me. Sure. And you'll just believe that they're a lawyer if they say it. I don't know. I asked if uh, birds could drink clouds. They can't. <laughs> a couple people why would they... said they were scientists and birds cannot drink from clouds. Why would they be able to drink from clouds? I don't know. There's moisture in clouds and I thought maybe birds are up there so they could just like open their little beaks and sip. Well, I don't. They can't. I get... The thing is, I can't tell you why that doesn't make sense. But also in my head, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Well, did you know that uh, we can scoop moisture from clouds and make it rain in places? I didn't know that. It's called cloud seeding. So I'm the fool here. No, no. I say wild things and then go, <laughs> is it real? Yeah. And then someone was like, it is. I mean, truly, I'm just really curious about the sky. Yeah, because what's up there? Yeah, like, can we scoop heat from the sun? What are they hiding? <laughs> can you scoop heat from the sun? <laughs> can we scoop heat from the sun? And I know the sun is like a burning ball of fire, so like, no, you couldn't get to the sun, but can you get close enough to the sun to scoop some of the heat and bring it back down to earth to heat homes for the homeless? I want to say no, because I don't think you can scoop heat from anything. Hmm? I feel like like if you got just a hot like plate, you can't take the heat from that. Hmm. Okay, I guess you're right. I guess you can't get close to a fire and trap heat. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, but okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but if you put your hands around the canister, am I keep it hot? Whoa, well, okay, I see I how it's think, flawed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that works at all. No, no. I'm no scientist or nothing. No, uh, and neither am I, obviously. Mm. Well, Demi? I'm sorry to put this conundrum in your head. It's okay, but we've come to the end. Oh. Here's a question. Yep. Would you date me? I've thought about this for so long as a fan of this podcast. I don't think I would. Oh, I've I've only come here to give you bad oh. news. It sounds like no, no. I have a justification. What are you doing? What are you getting, getting a knife out? Your- you're what? I'm gonna get a knife and I'm gonna. Cut Why my- do you have a knife? Is cut that myself? You're okay. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. I don't have anything in my bag. I was gonna say you're you're <laughs> emptying this bag to the point that I just figured you did have a knife in there. No, I just have whiskey. Oh, you're gonna drown your sorrows, all because of me. And I have tequila. Do you want one? Yeah. 
Do you want tequila or whiskey? You give me the one that you would not like. Actually, I'll take tequila. Okay. And I caught it. Okay, so you won't date me. Why? I have listened to enough episodes of this podcast to know that I think you and I, you just down that entire thing. You do not have anywhere to be. No. Uh, <laughs> I think that we are very similar people. Okay. I think you and I are both like very goofy people who are just like, I think that we are both in a way, and I guess I didn't make this clear before, but it feels like my approach to love is so often like, Whenever I'm in a relationship, I'm just kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you would want this. And then Mm -hmm. I just, like, lose myself entirely and, like, give myself over to that person. And so for us to both do that, it feels like just a very dangerous, parasitic thing for a relationship. And then on top of that, I am so bad at relationships Mm -hmm. that I recently went through some trouble with my girlfriend and at a point was like, oh, we're going to break up. And that entire time I was like, I'm not dating for a year after this because I have clearly not figured out how to handle a relationship. And I don't think that's good. And then plus, the notion of you having this podcast means you are a very open person, which would give me a heart attack to think about being like, all right, so anything I do Uh could potentially become fodder that I have to like reckon with. And it's like, that's not a problem, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm the kind of person who can handle that. Sure. Well... I mean, not that we'd ever date, but I wouldn't talk about you if I actually cared about right, you. I or not know. actually. Like, if we got to a point where I was like, we're in this committed thing, I wouldn't talk about you. Yeah. I just, I think your personality is a lot more open than I'm used to, mm-hmm. which scares me, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, to me, I'm like, you have to get more comfortable with people being open. That's how people should be. Mm. So. And it's very curious that you say open, because I also don't think I'm very vulnerable. Yeah. And it's interesting that there's a, a full-ass difference between being open and being vulnerable. Yeah. I think I'm way more open than I am vulnerable, which is so weird. I don't know. Whatever. I, I feel like I'm just now learning to be vulnerable, but I can only be, like, open in contexts where it feels like, like a scenario like this, where it's like I've, I'm here specifically to talk about something that I would not be usually open about. Mm-hmm. Or a scenario where it's like, oh, I know that I'm like coming here to talk about a thing for the purpose of trying to like be emotional. But when it's just me, like I don't go to places like that very easily. So I think Uh. dating someone who does and is like very comfortable talking about like sex and themselves in a way that I'm always just like, Oh, I'm clutching my own like collar being like, Oh, the penises is just like, I don't know how I would deal with that. Oh, but you're fantastic. You'd be upset all the time. I would. You seem to be a lot more like my sister, my sister. So I was in Nashville and I had a great time with my, my Twitter friend, Gary and, I got dropped off at my hotel at 6 a.m. And then my sister called and we were on the phone and I was like, hello. And she was like, you sound terrible. What <laughs> happened? And I was like, oh, well, I drank a lot, went to a drag show, went to another bar, went to these boys' house. We talked till the sun rose. Uh, and we did things and it was a good time. And she was like, 6 a.m.? Dios mios, are you all right? Oh my are God. you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just... I sound hoarse, but I'm fine. So yeah, my sister's very much like straight and narrow. I can't fathom ever coming home past 8 p.m. I think you two would get along great. Maybe, but I also feel like as much as I am like a a pearl clutcher when it comes to doing anything like that, I am also just like, I feel like I'm brash and loud sometimes. I'm just not, I I just, whenever I'm presented with something that I'm not used to, I just Mm -hmm. sort of sink to this place. Although I will say, 
when my friend first introduced me to your podcast mm-hmm. and I was listening to it, I realized you asked that question every time and I kept going like, oh man, I want to go on the podcast because I think I would date Nicole. <laughs> and it's not, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm only saying this to be like, it is, it's not that you in any way are a bad person because I think you are a fucking catch and it's crazy that you aren't having suitors like knocking down your fucking doors oh, all the time. Thank you. It's just that over time I became aware of my own flaws and was like, ah, no, I couldn't. Fair. I just wanted to give you an honest response. I just thought about something. Drop it. I'm on antibiotics and I probably shouldn't have had that whiskey. <laughs> oh, no. Nicole. Does it throw off the whole antibiotic? I mean, again, I'm no scientist, but yes. Oh, dang it. I don't know. You have to, maybe you should take some probiotics to level it out. Well, it's a Z pack. I don't know what that means. It's five pills or six pills that you take over the course of five days. To knock out, like, a respiratory thing or, like, huh. a cough. Oh, wait. I'm also on that. You're on a pack as well? I, I don't think a pack, but I went to my doctor about, like, this weird nasal drip thing I have. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, take these for the few next few days. Well, so it's because of the super bloom. This. Is that why? It's the super bloom and the poor air quality in L.A. that's making everybody sick. I knew this city would kill me one Marissa, day. Can you Google... What happens if you drink on a Z-Pack? Uh, I'm looking for antibiotics in general. It won't necessarily negate the effects of it, but it may make you feel sick. Whoa, oh, it says sick. three skulls? It says fatal? That's crazy. That's a bummer. Oh, boy. Well, I won't drink anything else. There you go. Today. But you know me. I got ADD. I'll probably forget. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Um... Oh, I was like, no. And then I was like, wait, I do a podcast on this Uh very network in this very room. Punch up the jam. Punch Uh, punch up the jam. Yeah. My comedy podcast where we talk about popular songs and their lyrics and then do parodies of them at the end as if we're fixing them. It's a fun time. Check it out. Oh, and wait, what were you about to say? And the Late Late Show with Mr. James Corden. And the Late Late Show with Mr. James Corden, (laughs) for which I work. And the Good Place, for which I used to work. Oh, well, there you go. And which you were on. I was. I played Gwendolyn, the happy male lady. I loved that role. You're so fun. Thank you. That was a very fun role. Uh, If you like this podcast... You should subscribe on iTunes. And if you leave me a nasty-ass review, I'll read it. So this person said, this was a DM on Instagram because I do read most of my DMs. Right. Hey, Nicole, love the podcast. Wish you would zip-tie me to a folding chair, take a seat, and let my cock soak in your puss while you watch every season of RuPaul's Drag Race. No bathroom breaks. What? <laughs> So it feels like they just are like, all right, I'll write a gross thing and then yeah. put my penis in there. Yeah. Okay. Some of them are very intricate. There was one where someone wanted to put, this one really stayed with me. Someone said they wanted to put me in a handstand, fill my vagina with clam chowder. I saw that one, <laughs> or I heard that one. That one was bad. That, that one really, yeah. that one made me upset. That feels like, it's like Mad Libs, but for your pussy. Yeah, truly. <laughs> I want to dip you in a can of tomato sauce and spin you on a helicopter blade and then put my dick in the pilot's mouth and then he's going (laughs) to... Wow. He's gonna fuck you. In and this then... scenario, I'm dead. <laughs> well, now, in hold tomato on. sauce. It's a slow spinning blade. All right. Well, Demi, thank you so much for coming. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.